0: This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is why it all counts. This is why we're here. This is
1: why each one of us are here.
0: And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Perdikizi, and thank you for joining me as always. The Dynasty Stock Report series continues. Today, I will be discussing every team, every relevant player in the NFC South. I'll be talking about the Falcons the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you missed the previous two episodes, I touched upon every single team and relevant player in the NFC East. And then the last episode, I touched on every relevant uh, player in the NFC North. Please go back and listen to them. They're a real short podcast, 20 to 25 minutes, where I share my thoughts on every relevant player in terms of stock up, stock down, stock neutral, You know, and just give my takes on every current NFL player right now, you know, just to kind of get a different perspective and, and personality, you know, sharing his, his takes on these guys. Obviously we mostly focus on the college guys and the rookies transition into the NFL, but this is the perfect time of the year to kind of a little bit of a big picture and share my thoughts, uh, show our versatility here at Saturday to Sunday, and just kinda, you know, give our takes. If you guys, you know, who listen to us year round are ever interested to hear what we think about NFL guys, you know, this is kind of an opportunity for us to share our thoughts on those guys as well. So let's get right into this. I'm gonna start with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm gonna say stock up on Matt Ryan. I think he continues to just not get the credit he deserves. I think in terms of fantasy, I think he is still a top six. Top seven, you know, fantasy quarterback. I think he's got a couple really high level years still left in him. So I think stock up on him. I think Calvin Ridley is going to emerge and I'll talk about him momentarily. But I think Calvin Ridley is only going to get better. I think Julio Jones is still an elite level top wide receiver. So I think with those two guys at the helm, it's hard to think Matt Ryan is going to take a step back. We've seen him two out of the last three years put up, you know, elite level stats. You know, he made that jump up from where he used to mostly hover in that. QB eight probably to QB 12 range. And then two of the last three years, we've seen him put in, put up high level elite fantasy stats. I think he's got another top five or top six season ahead of him this year as well. So stock up on Matt Ryan at the running back position. Very interesting scenario here. I'm going to say stock up on Devontae Freeman because I still think he can be a very good RB two. Maybe his RB one days are over, but I think he's being devalued a little bit to the point where people kind of not kind of forgetting how good of a player Devontae Freeman is. They didn't make a big investment in the off season. I mean, Quadre Allison, you know, was a fifth round pick. Ito Smith last year, I think was a fourth or fifth round pick. They let Tevin Coleman go. They didn't look to bring in any other veterans. So I think Devontae Freeman has an opportunity to be a high end RB2 this year in a really pro- prolific offense. And if you think about it, from my perspective, I always say running backs in dynasty, I'm looking at two to three year windows when I'm evaluating running back guys, because so much can change so quickly. So I think for the next two years, Devontae Freeman has a legitimate chance to be a top 15 running back in terms of fantasy. I mean... It, If he's in the bottom end of the top fifteen, we're talking about a high end RB two, you know, in in most standard twelve team leagues. You know, if it's a fourteen or sixteen team league, he could be legitimately be an RB one. So I still think stock up on Devontae Freeman. I think will they try to protect his body a little bit? Sure. Will they give Quadra Allison maybe some of that short yardage, you know, or even goal line work? Possible. Will they will they sprinkle in Edo Smith here at times in in a change of pace? role and at times a receiving role absolutely but i think Edo smith is who he is i think he's a nice change of pace type guy uh i think if people are putting too much expectations on him i'm going to say stock down on edo smith i don't think he's going to eat into and have a you know, I don't think it's going to be a committee type thing there. I think Devontae Freeman is going to be the clear guy and, and get sixty five to seventy five percent of of the the workload in terms of the rushing abilities. I think they might sprinkle in you know Smith here or there, get him some receiving work, and then also you know work in Quadra Allison a little bit too, who I think is pretty much stock neutral. I don't think you know it's too early to determine whether or not we think his stock is up or stock is down at the wide receiver position. I'm going to say stock neutral on Julio Jones. He's still one of the top dynasty wide receiver assets in terms. Terms of redraft, he's right up there at the top with the DeAndre Hopkins, the Mike Thomas, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham's. In terms of top five wide receivers in redraft, top five wide receivers in dynasty, Uh, I think he's I think he's thirty years old. I don't think that impacts him. I think he's got a couple elite level years left, and even after that, we still could see them fade to wide receiver two type numbers. You know, very similar to Roddy White back in the day. You know, he kind of had that string of wide receiver one years. And then even after that, he still was putting up really good productive years, even to the back part of his career, kind of expect that with Julio Jones. If people are not valuing him as still a big time dynasty asset, I would try to get him. Calvin Ridley stock up, stock up, stock up. I don't, know why people are still not fully on the Calvin Ridley bandwagon in terms of fantasy. I don't know if it's because Julio Jones is there and people are obsessed with having the number one guy. What does it matter? We've seen plenty of teams. We've seen the Vikings. We've seen, I mean, look at this year what people expect from Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I think Calvin Ridley, yes, maybe his touchdown production goes down this year. Maybe that was unrealistic based on the amount of targets he sees, but I think his receptions, his yardage total... I think that's going to go up. So even if his touchdowns go down a little bit, I don't think his fancy production is. I think he has every possibility to be a mid to low wide receiver two this year. Definitely a high-end wide receiver three, spiked weeks to be a wide receiver one. I think when push comes to shove, he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver by the end of the year. And I think people are still not valuing him highly enough in dynasty formats on a previous podcast, I said it, I would trade any rookie pick I have this year in a non-super flex league, except the 1.01, which I would take Josh Jacobs over Calvin Ridley, but every other pick, every other wide receiver rookie, every other running back, Miles Sanders, uh, David Montgomery, Nikhil Harry, anybody, I would take Calvin Ridley over them and wouldn't even be close for me. Mohamed Sanu, I'm going to say stock down. I think Calvin Ridley is going to see a greater percentage of the target share this year. so I think Mohamed Sanu is going to see a little bit less. So I'm going to say stock down on Mohamed Sanu. Uh, Austin Hooper, I'm going to say stock up on him. I think we could see a little bit more out of Austin Hooper this year. Uh, So I think, you know, maybe stock neutral. But if I had to lean one way, I would say stock up because I do think he could be a little bit more efficient. And I still don't think he's being valued as a pretty solid you know, tight end one, maybe in that eight to 12 range. But I think you know what you're kind of getting in Austin Hooper. Uh, and that's better than a lot of the tight ends that we really are uncertain about. Let's take this to the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to say stock down on Cam Newton. He, I know he might be coming up ep- at tremendous value this year, but I think his body is taking a lot of abuse over the years. I think he's going to continue to run less moving forward. So I think that's going to hinder his fantasy value in the long term. Uh, and if he has to over-rely on the passing stats, I don't know if that makes him the elite you know, QB1 that we're used to seeing. I think in the short term, sure. I think he could still surprise and maybe come at good value, but I think long-term stock is down on Cam Newton. I don't think we're ever going to see him run as much as we have in the past. Will Greer, interesting flyer, stock neutral on him right now until we know more about Cam Newton's long-term outlook there. At the running back position, Christian McCaffrey, I'll say stock neutral can't go up any higher. He's a top four dynasty running back asset, top four uh, redraft asset, elite level player. I don't expect his production, his workload to really differ this year all that much from last year, elite level player. All the other guys in that backfield, stock neutral, Cameron Artis Payne, Jordan Scarlett, uh, Elijah Holyfield. Let's see if anybody emerges to be the clear second guy there. And if so, then it's a little bit intrigued there that maybe uh, someone. If McCaffrey goes down, or maybe they eventually want to cut McCaffrey's, you know, workload back a little bit, then maybe we'll see if someone emerges and then one of them would be stock up. At the wide receiver position, Curtis Samuel stock up, stock up. Talked about him with Matt Harmon a couple episodes ago. I think he showed his ability last year to be a really prolific route runner. He can play on the outside, he can play on the inside, you can use him in a variety of ways as an offensive weapon. I think he's gonna to continue to shine this year. So I'm gonna say stock up on Curtis Samuel, go buy. I am now before you can or before the cost is much greater. I'm also going to say stock up on DJ Moore. I had some concerns about how quickly he would be productive at the NFL level. I thought he had some route refinement and route development, and I still think he does. But he showed the ability to be productive in year one, even as he continues to have to work on that. So I like DJ Moore and stock up on him as well. So really buying into these receivers here, which why I think in the short term Cam Newton still could have some more good years, but I think the running capability, which made him so elite, I think is gone. In terms of what we were accustomed to in his in his best statistical years of Cam Newton, the rest of the wide receivers, I would say, stock down. Jarius Wright, uh, you know, Torrey Smith. I don't think there's much fantasy value there. Chris Hogan went there, unless there's an injury. I don't see any of those guys being fantasy valuable at the tight end position. I think Greg Olson is stock neutral. I think you kind of know what you're going to get with him at this stage of his career. I think you know. He'll be a solid, serviceable, low tight end one to high the mid tight end two on most weeks. I think the guy that maybe suffered the most was Ian Thomas. I'm going to say stock down on him because Greg Olson didn't retire. So we got to wait a little bit more on Ian Thomas uh, to maybe develop into and get that opportunity. So we're at least another year away uh, at the earliest. So let's take this to the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. I'm going to stay stock down on Drew Brees. Real life, he's still an elite level quarterback, but I think we're starting to see, and I think we will continue to see it as he gets closer and closer to the end of his career here, Drew Brees, that they are really going to be a run heavy team. He's going to put up games, especially when, when he's home. I think you're going to see Drew Brees put up really, you know, good stats, but I think over the course of the entire season, I don't think we're going to get any more Drew Brees top four, top five quarterback finishes. I think he's going to be more a little bit in that eight to 12 range. You know, you know, I think that's more of where Drew Brees is going to be. And and the reason why it'll average out there is because I think we'll see him put up much better stats at home, but then when they're on the road, you know, when they're playing outside, stuff like that. I think those weeks could be, you know, mid QB two games sometimes. So I think it'll probably average out to be in that eight to 12. So he's still a QB one for the short term, but I do think stock down the days of him being locked and loaded a top four, top five quarter. Quarterback in the weekly rankings, dynasty rankings, you know, in terms of that upcoming year, I think is by the wayside. Obviously, he doesn't have age on his side as well. So, in a dynasty setting, I think you have to say stock down on him. Teddy Bridgewater, the fact that he stayed in New Orleans, I think say a little stock up in Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe he has got an opportunity to be the heir apparent uh, to Drew Brees. If that's the case in deep dynasty leagues, he's worth a stash on the roster just to kind of see what happens in the future with Drew Brees. Obviously, we stepped into this offense, a lot of weapons at his disposal, great offensive scheme, great offensive minded coach. So obviously Bridgewater is an intriguing backup quarterback uh, to potentially roster in dynasty settings. And that's not something that is usually said unless it's a rookie who was just drafted and is just biding his time. Uh, you know, like I mentioned on previous podcasts, like Daniel Jones, you know, and Dwayne Haskins and, and stuff like that. So uh, let's take it to the running back position. I'm going to say stock neutral on Alvin Kamara. I don't know how his stock can go up any higher, you know, Top four dynasty running back asset. Same thing in redraft leagues. You know they let Mark Ingram go. They replaced him with a guy not as talented as Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray. So I think Alvin Kamara is going to get a tremendous workload again. He his touches you know are worth more than maybe traditional running backs. He does so much with every touch, so he doesn't need to see twenty touches a week. He could be an elite level running back for fantasy, probably with 16 to 17 touches a week. So I think Kamara, uh, you know, is who he is at this point. I don't think they're going to overwork him. So I'm not ready to say that, you know, because – Latavius Murray's not as good as Mark Ingram, that means even more work for Alvin Kamara. I do think they will preserve him and 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 understand that, you know, to get the best out of him, they can't overwork him. Latavius Murray, I'm gonna say stock up on Latavius Murray. He fell into a perfect situation. You know, he left Oakland and he went to Minnesota and, and they had drafted Dalvin Cook that same year and then thought his career might have been over in terms of being viable. But Due to Dalvin Cook's injury, due to Latavius Murray an opportunity, he had some fancy viability. Now he goes here where we've seen two running backs be fancy viable. And yes, he's not as good as Mark Ingram, but he falls into a perfect opportunity. He's going to get, you know, eight to 10 rushes a game, probably. He might get some goal line looks at times. So in games that if they're winning big, he might be the closer in those games. So I think Latavius Murray has some standalone value. So I think stock up for him. Devon Azigbo, the undrafted rookie, intriguing guy. So keep an eye on him. Uh, At the wide receiver position, I think Michael Thomas, I don't think his stock can go up anymore. So stock neutral on Michael Thomas when the elite wide receivers, top five, like I talked about Julio Jones in terms of dynasty redraft at the position. uh, I guess his only long-term concern is if Drew Brees retires, does that hinder or hurt Michael Thomas's production at all? I don't think it would. He's such an elite level player that I think he would be just fine. Traquan Smith, I'm going to say stock up on Traquan Smith. And here's my reasoning. They didn't really go out and make a big investment in another guy to emerge as that second wide receiver. They still have an aging Ted Ginn, uh, you know, they have Cameron Meredith on the roster. You know, so I think Traquan Smith is going to get every opportunity to be their second wide receiver and and at least be in their top three if if Ginn is still on the field a lot. And he has that big playability. We sh- we saw glimpses of it last year. And then, you know, just as we thought maybe he was breaking through, he then struggled the rest of the way. But I still think because they didn't make another investment at the position, I think stock up on Traquan Smith. And I think people are down on him right now, which might be a perfect buying opportunity for Traquan Smith, not cost you a lot and kind of see what happens there. And if he does emerge this year, and if he is that second wide receiver on this offense, that could have a lot of fantasy viability. Ted Ginn, I think stock neutral. Again, same reasons. They didn't invest in anyone else. If Traquan Smith doesn't emerge, maybe that means Ted Ginn still has some fantasy viability as a wide receiver for who could make some big plays. Uh, Keith Kirkwood, stock neutral, same reasons that I talked about because they didn't invest in anybody else, him, Austin Carr, all these guys. I think there's an opportunity there to have some fancy viability weeks with how much Drew Brees spreads it out there in that offense. Jared Cook, I'm going to say stock up. Coming from Oakland, where while well, he got a heavy target share there, he he wasn't playing with the level of quarterback play. He's going to play here with the Saints and he didn't play, you know, it wasn't an offense. New Orleans offense has schemed a lot of production for their tight end. So I think stock up for Jared Cook really solid, you know, mid tight end one after the elite three guys. And then that next tier of Henry and Ingram and, uh, and OJ Howard, I think for redraft and dynasty league, Jared Cook is very much in that next mix of guys who can be very productive for a couple of years here, potentially in new Orleans, the rest of the tight ends there, Josh Hill, Dan Arnold, all those guys stocked down once they got the acquisition of Jared Cook. Let's finish out the division by going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm going to say stock up on Jameis Winston. I think he's in for a breakout year there where Bruce Arians there, the offensive weapons he has. Right now, I'd be using this as an opportunity to buy Jameis Winston. Uh, If I can get my hands on him, I think he's going to see a breakthrough year this year. I'm expecting him to be a potential mid to low QB one, somewhere in that six to nine range. I think that's Jameis Winston's upside this year. So I am buying Jameis Winston wherever I can get him. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Peyton Barber. I'm going to say stock neutral on Ronald Jones. If they invested somebody else, they would be stocked down for both of those guys. But because they didn't make much of an investment in this offseason at all in free agency or the draft, I'm going to say stock neutral and take a wait and see approach here. Somebody might say, well, maybe that means stock up for Ronald Jones that they didn't, but I'm not ready to say that yet. He hasn't shown anything. I liked him coming out of college. But Peyton Barber is a kind of solid, steady guy. So I don't know. It might be a little bit of a timeshare. It might be a little bit of a hot hand thing. So right now I'm going to cop out a little bit and say stock neutral on those guys. If Ronald Jones came at a good value, I would definitely look to get him on my roster and just kind of see and if he develops into the guy that I thought he could be coming out of college. And at the same time, if you need a running back three, running back four, I think you could do a lot worse than getting Peyton Barber for a one year because I do think he's not, Ronald Jones is not going to run away with, A 70% work share here. I just don't think that's happening. I think it's going to be very much a committee. I think Payton Barber very much could be the goal line guy. So I think they're both going to get an opportunity here. So they both have some value. But I think right now it's very much neutral to kind of see who maybe emerges there. And I would, you know, again, I think Payton Barber, you can get at a really good value right now. I think people are still holding out hope for Ronald Jones. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Mike Evans. Again, elite level wide receiver. I don't know how much higher he can go in terms of his his stock. You know, he's already considered a top, you know, 6 to 8 dynasty wide receiver, same thing in redraft leagues. He's going to get a tremendous amount of targets, looks, red zone opportunity, the total package. Now, his running mate, Chris Godwin, I'm going to say stock up. I think he is going very high, so I don't think you can get him at good value, but I think the stock is up on him. They didn't go out and Adam Humphreys left, Deshaun Jackson left. There's a ton of targets up for grabs there. I think he's going to see a lot of them. I think Chris Godwin is going to be in for a breakout year. He's a guy that I'd love to get on any of my rosters right now. So I'm really liking Chris Godwin, uh, you know, long-term there as well. And then at the rest of the wide receivers, I think it's very much, you know, stock neutral, Rashard Perryman, uh, Justin Watson, you know, all those guys, I don't think there's much, uh, to be had right there with any of those guys. And then at the tight end position, OJ Howard stock up, Cameron Braid stock down. I think OJ Howard is in for a breakout year this year. Uh, really excited, uh, about his opportunity in Tampa Bay this year. A lot of targets up for grabs. Like I said, with Adam Humphreys and, uh, you know, moving on and then, uh, Deshaun Jackson moving on. I think those are going to be, uh, got by Chris Godwin and OJ Howard. I think we're about to see a breakout year. OJ Howard clearly in that second tight end group, but I think stock up, I think he has the capabilities to be an elite level tight end there for the Bucks. So there it is. The NFC South in the books, uh, Guys, hopefully you're enjoying these. Please reach out to me if you have any questions on these guys. I love interacting with you guys on Twitter. If you have trades that you're working on, you want to have my opinion on them, I'd love for you guys to reach out and we go back and forth talking about these guys as well. So, On behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nakano and myself, thank you for joining us and we look forward to next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.